0: My brother. What's going on, T? Back one more time. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though. Um, (laughs) You know, it kind of worked out. Um, A a lot of of people just, uh, you know, they hit me, as you saw, and said, hey, listen, they didn't get a chance to see it yesterday. Um, So we're going to go ahead and give it to them one more time. Um, So for those who don't know, my brother Lenny is an educator. Um, he is a mentor, a father figure to many, uh, he is a, a leader of men. Um, he's coached from, he's coached men to boys. Um, and, uh, he is somebody that I look to, um, for, for inspiration. He's a brother to me. Um, it's like I always say, he is this generation's Michael Eric. That's, And, um, I really mean that. And, um, you know, let's get to it, man. Thank you for doing this again with me. Um, so appreciate <laughs> you, man. Appreciate you, brother. You already know. Um, so, so you did a um, a video, and, and it really it hit me. I think it was a, uh, uh, I mean, a few weeks ago. You did your first video on um, just uh, black trauma, you know, um, and it was raw. Um, you were in the Minnesota Vikings jersey. I see what you did there, um, and <laughs> it it was raw. And I, I was like, wow, you know, super, super impressed. Um, I felt it from an emotional standpoint. And then you followed up uh, with another video. Um, it was pretty much says from, from Black Trauma, uh, you know, creates leaders, right? And, um, mm-hmm. and then that was very thought-provoking. That was very, um, you know, it was awesome, you know, and it hit home with me too. And I learned a, a whole lot. But like you always said, you take your classroom everywhere you go. Um, so again, I I thank you for bringing the classroom here um, because I think that there will be a lot of people that will learn um, that that will you know get involved with the dialogue, um, and that's and that's what this, uh, this is about—to educate, to strategize, to vent, to, to to just have conversation and dialogue. So again, thank thank you, brother, for taking the time to do this. Of course, appreciate always you.
1: My, always my pleasure. I appreciate you sharing your platform with me. Um, First, I never get tired of hearing a comparison to Michael Eric Dyson. Every time I hear his name mentioned in the same sentence as mine, um, it's always very humbling because that is one of my educational uh, heroes or guides, so to speak, as far Mm -hmm. as what I want to accomplish and the kind of reputation I want to have. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that. Um, Mm -hmm. Second, I'm glad you mentioned the Minnesota Vikings gear that I was wearing because I didn't mention it in the video. Nope. I was hoping people would catch it. I got it. (laughs) I'm, I got I'm it. Glad that you. I'm glad that you picked that up because I realized after <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I didn't say it. Ah, oh, you know, they'll figure it out. And um, yep. You know, so I I'm definitely did. You, I'm glad that you picked that up, man. And i um, because because I already know, know your be team. Because
0: <laughs> I already know your team, so I was just like, I know you can switch things, really. so I, I already know. That's uh, right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Very very. So, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and which you always are. So so you know. So I I guess my first question to you would be. Number one. Well, why did you decide? You know, that was the moment to, to kind of uh, create the videos that you did, and also, what is your definition of black trauma?
1: Good questions. The first, the first of the two questions was why did I, why did I do that? Um, it started because I realized how many conversations that I was having with a lot of different people, you know, former students that have become my friends. My current friends right. were just kind of curious about what my perspective was on certain things or whatever the case right. was. But mm-hmm. I realized that a majority of the calls, texts, DMs that I was getting was mm-hmm. from people who, who looked to me kind of like as that, um, as that mentor educator, when mm-hmm. they can come to me with vulnerability and ask mm-hmm. questions and get honest feedback. And I appreciated the fact that they felt comfortable enough with me to do that. But I also Mm -hmm. recognized that I was rehashing the same conversation over and over again. And for Mm -hmm. those particular former students, those friends of mine, it was new for them. But for me, it was Mm -hmm. repetitive. So I realized, like, all right, there might be a need for me to use my platform differently, to just kind of... Literally think out loud. I think that's how I described my first video. It's just me talking yep. to the camera. I'm, I'm by myself. I'm just yep. I'm just talking um, mm-hmm. with no audience. The good news is that there's no interruption. So people are mm-hmm. kind of forced to just listen. Right. And now anyone who has a question from me, hope that mm-hmm. in a true educator fashion, I try to mm-hmm. answer your question before you ask it. And yes. I, and I throw it out there, and now you're listening. It's like, oh, all right. mm-hmm. So now our conversation afterwards is going to be a little more, a little deeper. It's not going to be surface right. level stuff. Lenny, what do right. you think? You're going to mm-hmm. know what I think already. Now your question is going to mm-hmm. be a little more in depth and not really ask me how I think, but how you can do better to mm-hmm. ask me more poignant questions or how you can help me instead of me helping right. you. Right. Which leads to the, the second part of that question as far as mm-hmm. what, what black trauma is. Mm -hmm. For me, I look at it through the lens of being an educator and Mm -hmm. having people feel comfortable again, coming to me, but not even realizing what I'm really going through, what I'm experiencing without having to explain that to them. Right. They feel comfortable in talking to me, but they don't understand that I'm still struggling just Mm -hmm. like a lot of other people. But because I am Mm -hmm. who I am to them, they don't make that connection. So right. when I talk about trauma, I'm talking about it from, from my perspective, not as a counselor, um, not as a psychologist, but as just Lenny, the educator, right. and mm-hmm. my experience being a black man and being a black educator, and right. understanding that you and I have things that we've gone through for our lives, man, that yeah, we don't, need to be, we don't need to be psychologists to explain and understand that it's been hurtful for us to have to do with those things. Exactly. So when I talked about trauma, that's kind of where it was coming from, and I talked about it through that lens specifically.
0: Gotcha. And for those of you who haven't gotten a chance to watch his videos in full, please head over to his page, um, you know, at Lamberton, and really go check out the videos um, that he put out. They're very thought-provoking, um, and I think that, and I know that you'll get a lot from them. And so with both of those videos, I, I kind of had to take some. Uh, you know, some notes, you know, since you like to educate, I like to take notes. And, you know, and one of the things um, that that you said, it said, do not allow faith to stop us from doing what we need to do. And then, you, and, and then after that, you followed up with the story of the shepherd. So for those of them, people who don't know, just please, you know, take us through that.
1: Yeah. So be, being somebody who is, you know, on his own, Spiritual journey and, and has spent mm-hmm. a lot of time growing up in the church, um, yep. going to Catholic school, all those things. You know, I, I have an understanding of the Bible and I have an appreciation yes. for the Bible. You right. know, but I also recognize that there are people who are using the Bible or their faith as an excuse for not taking more action. Yes. What's going on right now in society? Mm. You know, yes. it, it's like saying if you're standing with those that are saying Black Lives Matter, you're standing against others who are saying otherwise, or Jesus wouldn't do this, or God mm-hmm. wouldn't want us to do this. And that's, that's inaccurate. Because right. When you look at the Bible, and you look at the, the, the leaders in the Bible, they reached out to the people who were marginalized, people who were poor, the people who needed the most support and the most help. Right. Those are the ones that got it. Mm-hmm. Jesus was asking people, is, his, look at his team. His disciples mm-hmm. weren't, the, you know, always the most righteous of men. You know, there mm-hmm. were people that the, the general public can relate to, and he wanted to show that they could do the work from where they came from. And I mm-hmm. used that story about the shepherd. You know, he has a flock of 100 sheep. If he loses one, well, he still has 99. Right. But the shepherd didn't want to lose that one. That one was important right. to him. So he right. went to go find that one. He left the 99 because mm-hmm. they were good. They were safe. Right. Right. He went after the one because the one was in peril. He mm-hmm. went to find that one, bring it back home and celebrate with his friends and say, look, I found my lost sheep. Rejoice mm-hmm. with me. Right. right now, black people are that, that one sheep. We need mm-hmm. those shepherds to come back and get us and bring us back to the flock so we we have that safety. So you can't mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, the Bible doesn't say, yes, it does. It does. It's like a political one. Right. You know, so that's kind of where, where I didn't want to attack people who, who no, you know, because of their faith, but you know, you mm-hmm. got to call some things out sometimes. And I'm calling, calling it out from a faith perspective.
0: Yeah. It, 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 and you're 200% co- co- correct. There are people who are, are using scripture um, to not want to have the tough conversations, there are people who are, are using Chicago as not wanting to have those, these conversations. There are people who's using Martin Luther King as a way of not having these conversations. And listen, and that's why it's so important that you always say that we have to, to educate ourselves because listen, for, for better or for worse, when I was younger, I was home Bible schooled by my mother. You know, I went to church and then, you know, she also said, hey, listen, you're gonna get this work. And on the weekends, you're gonna do Bible study. And she made me take tests on Scantron Lenny, so I go to school Monday through through Friday. Take tests on Scantron, and then this woman would make me take tests from the Bible <laughs> on Scantron. But looking, but looking at, but looking through all that now, I'm like, I'm glad she did because now th- people can't use these things against me. Because guess what? Even Jesus flipped right. the tables. Jesus got angry too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's just a, 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 you, you can't just want us to be peaceful now because it, it, it is convenient for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not how um, it works. Um, but, I, but I digress. So speaking of, you know, me, a man of faith, um, you always speak about, you know, Martin versus Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about Malcolm versus Martin, that's a big hot topic, right? Um, and mm-hmm. people are posting so much of Martin Luther King right now. I've never even – it's amazing how much Martin Luther King I've seen <laughs> in, in the last two months. And before all that, there was none of that. You know what I'm saying? So speak to me about the Malcolm versus Martin.
1: Surely, surely. And I agree with you. I've been seeing the same amount of, of MLK just being posted and crammed down our throats, just like MLK, mm-hmm. MLK, MLK, MLK. And mm-hmm. it just seems like it's it's convenient, isn't it? Like, not mm-hmm. so much about MLK, but, yep. you know, at the time, MLK wasn't, was not revered in the same way that he is now right I, I, I've always said that uh, mlk was was more revered in death mm-hmm. than he was in life it's right. easy to praise the man praise the man after he's gone because he can't do all the things that he was trying to do when he was alive he's exactly gone now, so he's not a threat to you anymore so now he could use his words exactly. when when convenient you know they're going to talk mm-hmm. about the, you know the, the peaceful protest but they're not going to talk about you know him getting arrested a, a number of times. They're not going to talk about exactly. How he, he actually agreed with, with Malcolm X on some things. They're not going to talk mm-hmm. about that because it kind of defeats their narrative they're trying to create for us. You right. Know? So when I talked about Malcolm versus Martin, that versus was very intentional too.
0: Because mm-hmm. growing
1: up, it seemed like it had to be one or the other. It couldn't mm-hmm. be both. And right. we we growing up as as black people missed out on so much because mm-hmm. we were always looking at MLK as as the gold standard and Malcolm X was the radical. He wasn't right. revolutionary. He was the radical. He was the, radical. the anti-MLK. Meanwhile, right. they're both men of faith. Mm-hmm. They, both, they both were God-fearing men. They both mm-hmm. wanted the same thing ideally. Now, their methods of going to body were different. Mm-hmm. That's Uh, Malcolm was a little, was, was a little extreme early on, but he changed his position Mm -hmm. before he died. You know, he, you know, we, we, we we know that, but we know that now we didn't Mm -hmm. learn that in school. Oh no. We learned that on our our own. Unless you went to an HBCU, you Mm -hmm. didn't get that kind of information. I I know I didn't. (laughs) I did not. I spent a lot of time in school, man. And I did not get that kind of information from school. Mm -hmm. And right. it's, it, it was disappointing that as an educator, I'm committing mm-hmm. my life to this field, and mm-hmm. I sort of was robbed of this, of this information because it was hidden from me, and I had to get it on my yep. own later. Mm-hmm. And yep. those, were, you know, those were things that I recognized that continue to happen, which mm-hmm. is why I love talking about Malcolm so much more now. I, lo- mm-hmm. I, I fell in love with the man just because of the way he spoke and what he spoke about. He wanted right. black people to love themselves, man. Hmm. Martin did. So did Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Malcolm. Absolutely. Malcolm was just more about being pro-black, not anti-white, pro-black. Pro-black, Unless, right. unless mm-hmm. that white continued to oppress you the way he was mm-hmm. oppressing you. Then exactly. It's like, okay, we're going to take a step mm-hmm. back and we're, we're not going to ask you to stop killing us. We're going to make you mm-hmm. stop killing us. Right, And that's kind of why I wanted people to recognize that Malcolm has a place in all this stuff and and Martin he wasn't just so docile and just so peaceful. The people who are Mm -hmm. using only one side of him are just Mm -hmm. weaponizing our voices that are going against what they're trying to preach about. Right, If we're out there protesting and we're out there Mm -hmm. burning stuff down and whatever the case is and, and attacking the system, they're telling us that Mark Martin wouldn't want that. Martin wouldn't want that. But they're making it seem like because it disagrees with them now what we're doing is mm-hmm. is so hostile. They're weaponizing mm-hmm. us not just in our skin but in our voice too. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's
0: false. And if I and if I'm I, I'm not mistaken wasn't he on the FBI's most wasn't he on that list? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. But then, you know you know, like,
0: they, you know they they you my the bitch that ain't about, right, that, you know, that's none of my business. <laughs> that, that never happened. That never happened. Okay. Hey, cool. Um, so Courtney's in here. It's Court's Court. Um, now, listen, Lenny, she's an educator as well. Um, and she said that MLK was murdered um, as his views were aligning, as his views were aligning to Malcolm. So it's exactly what you said. And she has a platform as well. I think that you two should connect after this. Um, and she has oh, we, a platform we as well. Oh,
1: we have, we have.
0: Okay, we cool, have. Perfect. perfect, perfect, perfect. We have. Um, ju- I'm re- I'm just re- in re- case,
1: recently connect with Courtney. She, she's amazing, man. Perfect.
0: perfect, 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 perfect. Oh, Tanya is on the scene. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. All the stars um, are out today. Yeah, I-, I know. Patricia said Malcolm had a militant approach towards our I- I- issues as a people. Absolutely. Um, so speaking, keeping that, that, um, that conversation about, you know, like the church, um, you said our church leaders know church, but we need more um, because leaning on the church to carry us through a like, lot, like we lean on the church to carry us through, like Martin Luther King and stuff like that, like we leaned on him heavy, right? Um, so kind of, kind of I, I walk, I walk us through just what you meant by that as far as church mm-hmm. leaders know the church, but we need more. Yes.
1: So when we talk about our trauma as Black people, yeah. historically, whenever we needed that healing, we didn't go to the counselor.
0: No to the church. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and for for a lot of for a lot of Black people, that's still the case.
0: Yeah, The church is the mm-hmm. place
1: where you do your healing. The church yep. is the place where you get your your, your comfort. You yeah, go to God. You bring your problems. You bring mm-hmm. everything to God and let God sort it out. Um, and and, and there's not. God can do what medicine can't sometimes. And that's something that's been ingrained in in black culture for so long. You know, generally speaking. So Mm -hmm. when you think back to to all these movements, it wasn't Mm -hmm. surprising that these church leaders were at the forefront of these issues. Martin, Martin, if, if, you know, I never met him, but I really Mm want to say that if he had a choice about where he wanted to be, he'd Mm -hmm. want to be in church. He mm-hmm. wouldn't want to be at the front of a, of a, of a protest, having to organize, right. having to do all mm-hmm. this stuff to get people, to get black people their, their civil rights. Right. He did it out of necessity. Mm-hmm. He had to yep. do it because here are all these black people in pain in his church and they're yep. begging and praying for answers. Mm-hmm. And he feels an obligation to have to do that. Same thing with mm-hmm. the Malcolm and the Nation of Islam. They were doing mm-hmm. the same thing. You look at mm-hmm. now, it's very similar. Whenever something goes down, we're waiting for Reverend Al Sharpton. We're waiting for Minister Louis Farrakhan yeah. to come to the forefront yeah. so to be the ones that's leading the charge. Yes, that's starting to change now. Where mm-hmm. we need, we need, we need that, that next wave of people who are making it their job to to make platforms in their particular arenas. We need people mm-hmm. that need to get. You know, we need black people to be the ones that are in the courtrooms or mm-hmm. in in Congress. You know, in mm-hmm. the Senate, law, lawmakers, people who have the influence to make that systemic mm-hmm. change that's needed to happen. We need more black mm-hmm. people in the classroom to tell the stuff that's not in the textbook.
0: Right. Let's talk about the mm-hmm. footnotes that's mm-hmm. not there.
1: Let's talk about those mm-hmm. things. So now we're, we're teaching them in the classroom because it's our classroom. Let's mm-hmm. design that curriculum so that way it fits in more of the material that was left out for decades and centuries. Mm-hmm. We need more of that, so that way we have the church leaders can support us, but they don't mm-hmm. have to lead us. We don't right. have to rely on them. Now we have more political political activists. We have more people that they're making that their duty. You know, we have those folks that 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 take the charge, and they get the backup now. Mm-hmm. It's starting to happen a lot more now. We need more of that,
0: right? So. You know, speaking of church, you said something, man, I, I thought it might have been in the Bible. um I could be wrong, <laughs> I might be wrong, but when you said this, I'm, I almost took out my tambourine. You said, sir, the scariest thing for an oppressive society is an educated black man and an educated black woman, sir, I thought that was in the Bible, sir, mm. can you please just please, please, just talk to him about that, please sir
1: hear it. In- Hearing here that back still kind of
0: mm-hmm. tight, you know? And, you had that, man. Because, yeah, you got one with that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's not even because I said it, but it, because, it's, because it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about black skin being weaponized, mm-hmm. you know, we talk mm-hmm. about just being who you are is dangerous to some people. They see you as yeah. a threat just because of how you look. Right. You know, and now we talk about as, as society's changing, you know, people mm-hmm. are saying, you know, we have to also exercise our, our right to bear arms and we have to do yeah. certain things to protect ourselves because that's what they're doing. Right. Which is fine, too. But what I would tell people is sometimes the pen is mightier than the sword. And mm-hmm. as, 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 as we continue to, to weaponize this. Yep. Now we start putting things together now. That's what's going to make us a little more deadly, a little more dangerous. Mm-hmm. That fear factor is going to increase for the person that's trying to oppress us for so long. Mm-hmm. Because now we start to become more aware of a lot of things. We start to understand mm-hmm. how the system works, and now we learn how to break the system and redesign mm-hmm. it to how we how it's going to benefit everybody, not just a certain group of people. So that's why I say that it, it's 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 a it's a dangerous thing to have that, that sort of mentality for a black man or black woman to be educated on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. Somebody right. who is who is think about it. When when we as black people were were brought to this country. Why weren't slaves taught how to read?
2: Mm-hmm. Why weren't slaves taught mm-hmm. how to
1: write? Mm-hmm. Education was kept from them. That's not by right. accident, man. Mm-hmm. Educa- education education, is sort of is sort of like a gun. Mm-hmm. If, you, if it's in the wrong hands, it's dangerous. When it's in the mm-hmm. right hands, it could do a whole lot of things. And even right. it's, its presence does something. Mm-hmm. When yep. someone has a gun and they know how to use it, that person doesn't have to pull the trigger for you to be scared and nervous about what's going to happen. That's what we're doing right. with this right here. That's Absol-
0: absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Patrice, uh, we, we also need a structured organization uh, to fight these multiple systematic oppression. Hmm. Yep. True. It's um, coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it, if there's a time, it is definitely coming now. Um, so, with that said, you mentioned a. St- a story of the lion and versus the hunter, which I thought was very very powerful. Um, so yeah, so so for people who, who haven't heard it yet, let them know.
1: It it spe- it speaks to it speaks to those history books we're talking about. Yep. And um, you know, it, we think about you know as until the until the lion becomes a historian and learns to mm-hmm. read and write. The Mm -hmm. tale of the hunt will always glorify the hunter.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So,
1: for black people, for black Mm -hmm. people, we are the lion. Mm -hmm. White supremacy is the hunter. We haven't been writing the books, we haven't been telling the history. The Mm. hunter has. So, the hunter is always going to glorify himself in the hunt Mm. until we start doing what we're starting to do now and Mm -hmm. start to repackage everything. Or to take down things and redesign them. Yes. People are going to continue to learn that slavery was necessary, or um, you know we, we start to see that certain aspects of our history were that we were told were like Christopher Columbus founded this founded this new world.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Lincoln was great, and we we're taught to revere him because he freed the slaves. Right. That's what we're taught. Mm-hmm. Like who wrote that story? Who wrote that story? You know, mm-hmm. we just we just, we just, we just, celebrated Juneteenth. Yep. And, and, you know, now Juneteenth is starting to gain traction a little more than it used to. You know, right. so long when we grew up in school, right? It was the 16th president of the United States, freed the slaves, emancipation mm-hmm. proclamation. Yay, mm-hmm. Lincoln!
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now it's like, hmm,
2: mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say about
1: Lincoln, but... Lincoln Mm -hmm. was the president of the Union. Lincoln did what was necessary for the Union. Mm -hmm. Freeing the slaves benefited the Union. He didn't do it to benefit Black people. He didn't say, this is wrong. Slavery is wrong.
2: Mm -hmm. These
1: men should be free. He did it to preserve the Union. If he had another way to do it, he might have. Mm -hmm. I can't say that he would, because I don't know Mm-hmm. But I'm led to believe that he might have. He had no right. choice. Mm-hmm. We didn't learn that in school.
0: No, no, no. Nope. Because who wrote the story? He did uh-huh. didn't
1: write that. Nope. Now the new history books are gonna talk about Juneteenth. Yep. They're gonna talk about how it took almost three years for word to travel that all slaves were free. Three right. years. <laughs> for work to travel, mm-hmm. for, for say, so now I understand that people didn't have technology then. Right. However, people were still traveling. Yep. people was still moving about. There was still printed press. Mm-hmm. You'd think something like say would be big enough that people were talking about it. So, yep. where was that? What was that in the footnotes, man? Wasn't in my book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was in your book. Wasn't in my. Was not in
0: my book. Definitely wasn't in mine. <laughs> you
1: know? So until Definitely we start writing our own books, man, we're the lion. We're not the hunter.
0: Mm, powerful stuff, bro. Um, and then you also talked about the definition the definition of I see you. Um which I, I love that man. Um so so just explain a little bit about that. I
1: realized that um some some of our some of our, our non black allies were mm-hmm. We're trying to empathize, and we're trying to mm-hmm. let us know, you know, that they 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 hear what we're saying. They I see mm-hmm. it was it was a common phrase. I see you, I see you, mm-hmm. I see you, I see you, and I know that there are some black people that have expressed taking an exception to that. They felt yep. like it, it was a, a cop out or a scapegoat or whatever the case was. It was something that was mm-hmm. trivial. They kind of just wrote it off, and mm-hmm. I kind of. I kind of saw it a different way, and right. again as as an educator does, I use books mm-hmm. I talked about Ralph Ellison's book, Invisible Man, and mm-hmm. it was written in the early fifties, man, and it talked about a black man trying to make in a society, but he he was though he was educated college educated though he was proficient mm-hmm. at his at his trade, he was not seen as equal to mm-hmm. his White counterparts, they saw him as less than. If they saw him, they saw him as less Mm -hmm. than. But most of them did not see him. He was invisible.
2: Mm.
1: So when I hear people say, I see you, what they're saying to me is that they recognize me for who I am and and, and what I am. Mm -hmm. It's not just a a simple way to appease me and saying, Oh, I I, I see you, you're struggling, but I, I see it, but this is not for me. Them saying I see you is telling me that they're recognizing they, they're not colorblind. They see my mm-hmm. skin. They see my personality. They see who I am. They're recognizing me for me. The other side of that is now it can't just be that. Right, It has to be follow-up.
2: But mm-hmm.
1: I'm not going to write someone off for saying that they see me. I'm okay with challenging them to do more. But it's right. a start. Because for so long we weren't even seen. So for mm. someone to say, I see you means like, okay, we're getting somewhere now. Not to right. see me, look at what I'm doing now.
2: Listen right. to
1: what I'm saying to you now. See what mm-hmm. people are going through now. See all that as right. well. And now right. you become a better ally.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and speaking of the, I know this is kind of, you know, it's been a kind of a hot topic. Um, when people weren't, you know, speaking up, you know, you had some, you know, uh, the gentleman from CNN was calling out a whole bunch of celebrities that that weren't speaking up. Um, and then, you know, then we just saw that on the new Dave Chappelle special, he explained why he wasn't uh, speaking up. You know, I kind of felt maybe he, he watched your video and he kind of was like, okay, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but you know, I wish. and even myself, I've been watching, you know, you know, especially in the beginning, I, I was watching some of my friends. I knew I've been watching some of the people I know on my timelines and I'm looking with a side eye, a cross eye, I was looking at them all types of ways like oh you guys are saying nothing you know um you know but then you know watching your video you know stuff like that um you 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 said it kind of beautifully um and you explained it very very well um and it's pretty much separating silence from neut- neutrality um so if you can just you know just go through that with us
1: Yeah I I I'll be honest and tell you I was with you in that too T um, you know, at first I, I wanted everyone to say something. You know, it's like Yeah. All my all, all, all my non black friends better be saying something and speaking up. But mm-hmm. but then but then that was that was off of just straight emotion. Then I kind of yep. pulled it back and said, Okay, you know, let's let's reevaluate. And I said, it may be better if some people think about what they want to say and how they wanna say it, rather than mm-hmm. jumping right in and saying something. Particularly in, right. in a techno- in a technological world with social media, you know, mm-hmm. you know how quickly someone says the wrong thing and mm-hmm. they get torn to bits because Ooh. of it. They yep. get torn to bits. And now the last thing we would need is for that person to jump out and say something. All of a sudden, they get mm-hmm. hammered on social media. Now all of a sudden mm-hmm. they wanna say they wanna say they're not right, saying anything right, right. anymore. That's it, I'm right. done. I've gotten too hurt by this. Mm-hmm. This is not my fight, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. So I'd rather someone mm-hmm. do something. Think about it. Figure it out. Do your reading. Watch the videos. Talk offline. And then sure. start to, you know, because even that technically is not silence to me. Your voice doesn't have to be the one that breaks the silence. Your actions could break silence, too. Everyone, was, everyone does things differently. For so sure. you're doing something. It's better than doing nothing. So I'd rather you be quiet for a little while, but you're doing the work as opposed Mm -hmm. to being neutral. Because being neutral means that because you have no skin in the game, it's like, well, Mm -hmm. it's not my fight. I don't want to pick a side.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. By not picking a side, you're picking a side.
2: Mm. One of the quotes Mm -hmm. that I
1: used when I referenced that was um, Bishop Desmond Tutu was that if an elephant stands on the tail of a mouse and the mouse looks at you for help, and you say you're neutral, the mouse will not appreciate your neutrality. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. The is on this mouse's tail, and the mouse is looking at you saying, hey, can you help mm-hmm. me out here, bro? And you're saying, "Ah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: all lives matter. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Could big problem. Because there's something wrong here. You have to address that. You can't be neutral. It's okay to say something's wrong here. Let's address
0: what's wrong. Two hundred percent. And you know, sometimes you get tired of trying to explain to people all lives all lives matter versus black lives matter. Like if, if you can't understand that, then your whole perspective is whack. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um so man, that's man that that's super dope. So, you know me, I'm kind of I'm big on mental health. I'm big on um, you know, self-love and preservation and just you being somebody who people always go to and I and I have to kind of have the same problems where it's not problems but just the same situations where people always come to you for some, some type of inspiration knowledge mentorship things like that right so what have you done um you know between COVID um and between you know all of the civil unrest these last I think I mean what are we in like third or fourth month now Um, going on of all this stuff like what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself um, and to preserve your your mental health I mean you know you used to be in the gym 24 7 I used to see you going down my stories (laughs) and then I used to see The Rock going down my stories all all in the gym 24 7 you know and then now you don't have that so what do you do
1: yeah yeah, man I I, I do miss my gym it's things are opening up slowly so I'm going to get myself back in there man Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, as far as just protecting my, my own mental, my own mental space, yes. uh, I, I try to unplug, you know, I try to, as difficult as it is for me to do that. I mean, that for me, right. for me, that's a yeah. lot because I mm-hmm. always want to be in the know. I want information as it comes out. I'm for on sure. Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm trying to find out everything as fast as possible. You know, me too. And, and I'm reading so much and I want to make sure that, you know, when somebody calls me, I know, I, I know what's happening already. It's because I, mm-hmm. I feel like they expect me to know and I got to just jump right in. And, yep. you know, part of that adds to the trauma, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, the more you're reading, the more you're watching, the more it, it's, it's just in your head and it, and it's, it's giving you that, that, that discomfort and it's constant on your mind and on your heart. It affects, mm-hmm. it affects my sleep sometimes. And yeah, then having the conversations on top of that, you know, mm-hmm. trying to talk people through things and mm-hmm. they're coming to me and, and you know, it's kind of like, you know, you think about like the superhero. You know, I always say, you know,
0: yeah, say Superman, mm-hmm. he's
1: in trouble.
0: <laughs> exactly. Another superhero. You know,
1: trying to be everybody's Superman. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Superman's in trouble, but if you're not, if you, if it's not the Justice League, like who's helping? Yeah. <laughs> who's helping Superman? You know, exactly. So it's just like you can't always be there for everybody at all times. You have to really take mm-hmm. care of yourself too. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, man, I would put the phone down. I will, I'm not on Twitter Instagram, or Instagram or any other social media, Facebook. I'm not on it for the day. Like I'm just, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll, i put the phone down. I might enter some texts. I might get back to it later on, you know, and mm-hmm. I just immerse myself into mindless TV. I'm watching the documentary. I'm doing something fun. I'm taking mm-hmm. care of what I have to do. So, when I go visit my nieces, I could just listen to my nieces babble on about whatever they want to babble about and not yeah. worry about what's going on outside in the world for that time I'm with them. I'm not thinking about that that next occurrence that's happening.
0: I'll leave mm-hmm. the phone
1: on the table and let the messages come in, and I'll immerse myself in that because I need that refreshment, because right. that recharge is so important because
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can't keep burning the candle on both ends, you know? and, and as much as you give and, and you know, you know how it is, man. When people come, yeah. you, you you pour all you pour it all out. Pour it all you out. You get that back. And none man. left. You yeah. gotta recharge mm-hmm. that. You gotta recharge. You gotta recharge. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's something that's easy that I do. Not that I don't have mm-hmm. the gym, I, I put the phone down because when I'm at the gym, you know, it's the same concept. My phone's in my bag, man. For two hours mm-hmm. or three hours or whatever time I'm in there, I'm offline. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on, it doesn't matter. I'm focused mm-hmm. on this exercise right now. I'm focused on this rep, mm-hmm. on this set, on this workout. I'm on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to yep. a podcast. I'm listening mm-hmm. to a video. I'm not on social media. I'm still at the gym. I'll get to it later. The problems are still going to mm-hmm. be when I get out anyway. Right. So that that's something that I really, really try to do because I, I need
0: to. Dope. And and I I, I feel like you know, especially with men, a a lot of men internalize everything and and they internalize a a lot of, there's no real release, you know, some people do go to the gym, right? But even when they go to the gym, it's still in here, right? You know, and I feel like even you have a lot of people who don't exercise their mental or emotional health, you know, and for for me, I do journaling, you know, and I think we have to get away from this whole notion that if a man, you know, journals, that that's feminine you know, or if a man right. expresses, you know, that he's hurting, that that's feminine, you know. Um, and so for me, I think it's very important, you know, that you do unplug too. I think that that's huge even for me because I'm – it's like the so- social media is a big black hole. So I'll hit one link, and then next thing you know, I'm at sublink to the sublink to the sublink to the sublink. <laughs> yep. And I look up, and an hour and a half is gone of, of just watching content. And, and a lot of that content uh, – excuse me, that content is – it could be trauma you know that's could be that's trauma in here and it's trauma in here because it affects your emotions so a lot of times i do believe that men really do have to have different forms of expression and a release and knowing when to unplug too as well as the physical training you know so right. so thank you for that man i really do appreciate that um of course so let me see. we've got a comment here from patrice what does she say oh if all lives matter you uh, you should be mad if a black life is taken. It's a life. I mean, I, I mean that's hundred percent facts. Cor- court ding, said,
1: ding.
0: <laughs> yep. Court said, "Unplugging is needed to breathe. Constant information will cause an overload." I mean, that's 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 exactly what we've been talking about. Um, so, another thing I know that you did say um, is says you cannot afford to be ignorant. Or it can cost you your life. Mm. That's a mouthful, right there. Yeah. So let's yeah talk yeah. to me about that, brother.
1: Talking about just being being black in this country and mm-hmm. not being able to afford to have a lack of information and a lack of knowledge. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, when I watched one of your previous the previous episodes with uh, Sensei mm-hmm. Mark. Yes. You know, speaking of like you know a balance of good physical and, and, and mental health. Yes.
0: That, mm-hmm. That's a
1: great example of that.
0: <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Um, the way
1: he uses, the way he uses, the way he uses his, his gym and his exercise as both physical and mental is, is like a, a textbook way to go about it. Um, 100%. But, um, but even in that, he, he talked about how his, his parents tried to shelter him in a way from mm-hmm. some of the, the racism and, and some of the other things that are going on in this world that they didn't want to expose him to. And he still learned it, and he still learned it the hard way. He learned it Mm -hmm. at a young age. So, when we talk about ignorance being deadly, you know, one of the prime examples I think about is DWB, driving while black.
0: Driving while black. And we
1: we talk about how early do we drive, T? We're we're driving at, you know, 15, 16 16 years old. Mm -hmm. By ourselves by 17 years old, we're driving without any parental supervision. Like we have a license, Mm -hmm. right? And we're in the car, we're driving. But at 17, you better you better know some of the laws. Yeah. You better know what happens when you get pulled over. And Mm -hmm. and even then, you feel like you have to know as much as as the person whose job it is to know. In order to give yourself a chance to get out of that situation, you know, and go back home. Right. You think about having to constantly just know so much about everything. Mm-hmm. When we talk about adding to our trauma, like we're, we're brought into this world mm-hmm. facing an uphill battle because of what we look like. So I right. think about just having to know so much so young just to give yourself a fighting chance at, at making the, the, the playing field somewhat equal. One of your other, mm-hmm. one of your other guests was talking about um, the woman who works in uh, the STEM field. Yes. We talked about yes. how, you know, being, you know, the only woman of color, you know, only woman of color, just the only yeah. woman of color, not even black women, only woman of color oh, in the right. room. And mm-hmm. she wasn't even sure how much or how little she should, she should say in that space.
2: Mm-hmm. She
1: has a place at the table and she's qualified to be there. But mm-hmm. because of all that stuff that's in here mm-hmm. and on our hearts for so long, we're not mm-hmm. sure what to do when we get there. That trauma 100%. Is, just, is, is oppressing us on top of white supremacy oppressing us. Like our own trauma right. is oppressing us too. And, and mm-hmm. that just, it just compounds and compounds and compounds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we start to speak up and we start to, to fight for our rights and we start to do things like we're doing right now. Yeah. And start to have people listening to us. hmm Things like this make me so nervous, man. Even though I think I'm a relatively smart guy and I you have are. some information, I mm-hmm. feel like I have to be spot on on everything.
2: Because mm-hmm. if I
1: have one, one miss, one misstep, one slightly inaccurate fact, or I didn't close the loop on something, right? Someone else is going to unravel everything, everything. I just said, and now everything I said means nothing. Because of mm-hmm. one thing that I said. So I mm. have to know stats.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have to know history. I mm. have to know law. I have to know all these different compartments. Because if I don't, it'll be used against me. And now all of a sudden, my story is invalid. Because I didn't mm-hmm. know something that I didn't know I needed to know.
0: Mm-hmm. Deadly. Yeah, and, and, and Courtney just said, it's a terrifying, not just terrifying experience being the only one that's yes. that in itself can you know kind of says all oh, that you need to know about that yeah, and um and so i take that now for
1: everybody now
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and i'll take that and kind of just transition to um not waiting for our allies to 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 do the work right yeah. um So, I mean, that's something that you really, you know, you really talked about a lot in your video. So, if you can, just talk talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Allyship is great, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. it's fantastic to see people who are non-black stepping into this fight and getting involved. Mm -hmm. But yeah,
2: it it
1: shouldn't be it shouldn't be just us waiting for them to do the work for us. It's still Mm -hmm. important that we continue to educate ourselves. And do the job because no one is more invested in the work than we are or or we should be right you know those Mm -hmm. are things that we have to talk we have we have to focus on when we Mm -hmm. talk about breaking down a system and 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 restructuring restructuring the system our allies are going to be the ones that are going to help to dissemble that because they're in a position to do that and we're not we can still get it done it'll just take a lot longer for us to do it but we still need to make sure that we're applying that pressure we're showing that we're ready to do the work we are doing the work and then Mm -hmm. when the allies come it's like all right you're here now here's how you can help us as Mm -hmm. opposed to saying help us very different very Very different different. you know um, Mm -hmm. one of my friends said you know it's like an ally is a Mm. co-conspirator you know they should be in line with us when we're doing what we're doing
0: right Mm, perfect i think you have a question then um Somebody said, trying to, trying to get it here. It says, "Lynn, is that internal pressure felt? You discussed something that can be addressed in the situation, or is it the system that needs to change? How do you work around that internal struggle you mentioned?
1: Hmm. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, that's my man, John. What's up, John? Um, so a question, is it internalized or is it a system? I think it's both both um, for me i think it's both for me i think it's both
0: mm-hmm.
1: um because i think that yes there is a system there is a system in place but i know for me personally i i do put pressure on myself to try and and fix and fix things wh- where and how i can and sometimes i'm not the person that 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 can do that i should do that but i feel like i, I should be that person you know it's kind of like mm-hmm. going back to that superhero complex where it's like you know, yeah I'm in a position and I have to be able to fix this. So maybe that's unfair of me to do that. And I know that I shouldn't do that sometimes, but mm-hmm. sometimes I do. I recognize that there is a bigger system that I'm fighting. right? But maybe I feel like I'm one of those, you know, I have this debate sometimes with people where it's like one person can change the world. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like one person can change the world. And some people are like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's not just one person. Well, is there a right or wrong answer to that question? I'll, I'll always debate that one person mm-hmm. can change the world, even if it's just in a small, but you know, maybe slightly unnoticeable way let's go. Like, it's like that, that, that match.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you tell a match, you can't change the world, but happens when he sets the forest on fire. You know And maybe I'm that matched. I just needed to be struck. and now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to burn a little bit, and now all of a sudden I start to pick up some steam. You know, but I know there's something bigger than me out there. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like I should be doing more than what I'm doing. So you know, I think it's a little bit of both of those things. I hope I answered the question, John.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, Patrice said, "I don't want to give our allies permission to do our needs assessment. We need to start from within me, me personally." Sure. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And then yeah. she said, "Patrice said, I want sure. to start." I want to start trusting other black people.
1: Cool. I want to start trusting other black people.
0: Yeah. I guess that,
1: I that, guess that's meaning. Like a, that's like a whole, nother, that's like a whole yeah. nother conversation in itself, I think, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess also that could just mean um you, you know, instead of trusting our allies, you know, to, to do the work, I guess it's maybe trusting in our own people uh to get the job done, you know, um on those things. So you also touched um, touched t- t- on the purpose of Black History Month, you know. So, yeah, yeah, you got a little bit more time. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, let's, yeah. Let's, let's get on, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Black on history, that.
1: Black History Month, you know, I, you know, people would always say, man, Black History Month is the shortest month of the year. February is so mm-hmm. short. Oh, Black History, but Black History Month, but mm-hmm. if if Black History Month was celebrated as it should be celebrated. Right. We're learning black history all year. Right. Because black history is also American history, right? Mm-hmm. We learn American right. history all year. Why is it only during February that we learn about historically black figures? We learn about all these different types of, you know, you know, who invented this and who created that, or who started this. The intention of Black History Month was for black people to do mm-hmm. their learning 11 right. months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And in that 12th month of February, it's look at what I've learned in the past 11 months. Mm-hmm. It's not just cramming in a mm-hmm. history of people into 28 and sometimes 29 days. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. Right. It should be a part. It should be a, part of, a part of the system, the, the curriculum throughout the year Mm -hmm. not just in february but again who's writing that who's writing the curriculum who's writing history books who's doing all that stuff we're not we're not the ones Mm -hmm. that's in place to do that on a wide scale yet it's happening now but it's not Mm -hmm. widespread yet it's going to take a little time for that shift to come you know but Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be just we're learning about things in february or when we have a holiday come up it's like oh Oh, okay. Well,
0: oh, he did something great. Fantastic. No, I should be more than that. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. So somebody said, oh, I learned more about Juneteenth in the past week than I have in my whole life. And Len, you touched on, on that so well that you're saying what other history is being like. Yeah, so that's perfect. Um, So, you know, with that said, I, I feel like the stuff that we're doing um is very important. Things like this. It's like i said i created this platform to talk about various different things um you being an educator i knew i had to have you come, come on um and do this live all uh, with me because i think it's very important that we share stories um share knowledge educate strategize vent i mean all that is what i want out of this platform and so i just want to say thank you again and uh you know for the people who, who don't know um, you know, five years ago, I started this, uh, this journey of, of speaking and, and coaching and things like that. And, um, and Len- Lenny was the first one to give me my first speaking engagement at a, at a university. Um, and from, from there, I've been able to, to do a lot more different things, um, throughout that. So for, for that, I, you know, I've said thank you, but I'm gonna say it again. Thank you, sir. Um, oh, it's my pleasure,
1: man. I- That's what it's about, man.
0: Yeah, and I and, and I've been doing all that I can to pay it forward, um, to helping out and giving people the same uh, opportunity. Um, so you are somebody that I definitely admire. Um, I, I I look up to. Thank you for bringing your classroom here, um, and <laughs> <My> <laughs> um, and listen, man. You know we gotta take time to honor each other um, as black men. I think that's super important. And you know, listen. The one thing that I want to do is say to you um, is to keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting out those videos. I just want to encourage you to keep putting out those videos because they're super important for everybody to see. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we're living in, in, in different times. The classroom might might look different uh, going forward. I don't know. You know, uh, you would know. Uh, but yeah. this is needed <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, because this is where the youth is at. The youth is online. The, the youth is on is on Instagram, right? so something in the I, education field is right where they are right and where they are. And, and that's something that I just want to encourage you, um, to continue to do and whoever I can point you to, um, I absolutely will. Um, <laughs> as always, you know, um, and if you would, if there's any type of, um, advice that you want to give, um, to people out there or any, any tools or books that you recommend, um, the floor is yours to, to do that now. Absolutely.
1: Um, one, one, of the, one of the mantras of one of my mentors um, before he passed was, was, dare to be great. And mm-hmm. whenever he would say that, it, it stemmed, he was a history guy, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. he, it, that came from Teddy Roosevelt's uh, Man in the Arena, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, those who, dare, those who dare to step in the arena with dust on their face and try and, and all that stuff. Like, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but you look up mm-hmm. the men in the arena, you'll you, you, you read it for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. talking about being great it's not just showing up and being great to go mm-hmm. above average to go above and beyond requires some mm-hmm. sort of an audacity so to speak like right. when someone when you dare to do something it's you have some gall some gumption to, to, to try to right. go beyond what is, what is the norm so mm-hmm. I would always tell a lot of my students and a lot of my friends to, to dare to be great whatever field mm-hmm. you're going into, whatever you're getting into, try to be the best at whatever it is you're trying to do and, and do so unapologetically. And mm-hmm. even now we hear about people being unapologetically black.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just think about that concept of first, having to be unapologetic, like what is it right. to apologize for? Mm-hmm. Be, be who you are because that's who you are. As long as you're a good person and you're trying to do the best that you can, that should be good enough. For sure. It shouldn't matter that it happens to be in blackness as well. That's part mm-hmm. of who you are. So mm-hmm. to anybody who, who's, who's, who's struggling with that, you're great. You're already great.
2: People mm-hmm. don't
1: know that yet. Some people do. Some people need to. Now it's time yep. to show them how great you are.
2: Dope. Cool. And um, as far uh, as books,
1: you did mention some mm-hmm. books. Um, I would recommend... Yeah. Uh, I always I recommended Invisible Man by Ellison. I recommended mm-hmm. um, The Other America by Harrington. One other book that I recommend, um, it's, I think, maybe 2013, is um, The New Jim Crow by Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know yeah. that that's starting to recirculate again, and that is a great read for anyone that's trying mm. to see how the system is still the system. It just has a different face. Mm-hmm. The New Jim Crow. Mm. What's
0: up? Oh, what's up, Danny? I see you. Um, Tanya is on the scene, and she says he opens the door for so many people. Lenny is truly selfless. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I can't. I mean, hey, I mean, she said it best. She um, might be, she
1: might be a little biased that one. She might be a little bit
0: biased. <laughs> um, I mean, um, but uh, uh, but it's true. Um, court said, "I can't." Uh, uh, what is that? I can't the read
1: that. Pedagogy the of press. The,
0: the press is a the great read yes. if you have the time. Okay, cool. Cordy says, "Lenny is great." I mean, listen, everybody says, <laughs> "Brother, you are great. You are great." Um, and we know that. Um, and that's why why we we all appreciate you. You know, we definitely salute you. We appreciate you. We celebrate you, Black Thanks. man, my brother. Um, and you know, thank you for doing this. I. I will always encourage you to keep doing things like this because the world absolutely needs it. And it, and it's funny because you, you did put out the video, you know, from black trauma emerges, black leaders and sir, um, you are a black leader. I appreciate it, so, man. My sister so said where
1: are the videos? So my sister, to my sister, I know you're busy taking care of two little ones. Um, you can find it on my YouTube page. You can also find it on my Instagram page, as well on my IG live when, when you have the time.
0: <laughs> click, click the follow button click the follow button nah um, yeah hey listen if um, everybody go ahead to Lenny's page and follow him and, and watch his videos that, that he posted Um, they're amazing like I said they're very insightful he is he Michael Eric Dyson Tom his own person he's thank gonna have bro. his own lane you know what I'm saying you, but he will be revered in that same light so my brother thank you again and uh see you soon. Definitely. And we're gonna do this again. we to go work. And maybe and maybe we'll do the men in manhood that we did at St. John's G- University. That's right. Maybe we'll bring that to IG Live and we'll do a part two. It'll probably be a lot better. You know, we've both we have grown a lot. We both come a long way in five years. <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way, brother. Um, so we'll we'll yes. talk about it, man. Um, but thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. Love you, man.
1: My pleasure, bro. Love
0: you too, bro. All right. Peace.
1: Be safe, everybody.
0: Peace.